Let us pray. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. Then her maidens walked along by the river side. And when she came and saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. Exodus 2.5 Heavenly Father, when the enemy tries to attack my life, my family, my business, and my purpose, I will praise you. Because like the baby Moses in Exodus 1-2.10, you've prepared me a basket of redemption. You have prepared a way for me when there seems to be no way out. I praise you for your divine protection as I move and float down the Nile River called life. And as I move, I thank you that the current of your favor is leading me to a place only you can grant me access to. Thank you, Jesus, that when I arrive at the destination of my destiny, you have already chosen the right people to help guide and grow me. I declare that, like Moses, living in two worlds, I too am multifaceted. I declare that I have been called to break the status quo. I declare I can walk in any room and know that because your anointing is on my life, I belong at the table of success. My steps have been ordered by the Lord, and I will lift up a shout of praise, because with you in my life, I can't lose. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. 
imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Baby from the Nile. In our last story, we finished the stories inspired by the book of Genesis and Joseph's tragedy that God turned into victory. His brothers had sold him into slavery to Egypt. However, he became a great and mighty governor and was able to save his family from famine. Now we will begin stories inspired by the book of Exodus. In this story, we will learn how the Israelites were prospering in Egypt, but a new pharaoh felt threatened by them, forced them into slavery, and commanded that their baby boys be killed. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our previous episode, we concluded the book of Genesis. And as we closed out the story of Joseph, he was revered by both Egyptians and Hebrews as a great man of God and a deliverer, a rescuer of the people. Today, we begin the book of Exodus and find a very different reality for the descendants of Jacob. Years have passed, and the new Pharaoh does not see the prosperous Hebrew people as a reminder of how God rescued Egypt, but rather as a threat to his kingdom. The Hebrew people find themselves now enslaved and forced to endure hard labor and eventually watch powerlessly as Pharaoh murders scores and scores of their infant sons. In the midst of unbelievable wickedness and sorrow, we will still see God's faithfulness, and that faithfulness will be shown through a baby boy who is delivered to one day lead the people to freedom. Let's listen now to today's reading. The family of Jacob was delivered from the famine and brought to Egypt. There, under Joseph's guidance and God's provision, 70 people grew into thousands. Scattered throughout all Egypt, Hebrews thrived and multiplied. Joseph and the twelve brothers of Israel had long passed, but their descendants had grown into a strong, independent, and healthy nation, just as God promised they would. A new pharaoh had emerged, and the memory of Joseph's influence had long passed. He looked down at the Hebrew people, multiplying into a great nation right under his nose. He feared that if they continued to multiply, they would leave Egypt and join their enemies. So the heavy hand of Pharaoh descended upon the Hebrew people. To squash their hope and fruitlessness, he enslaved them. Under the mighty boot of Egypt, the sons and daughters of Israel were made slaves and tortured. Pharaoh oppressed them with hard labor, yet there was a blessing still upon them. Just as their ancestor Joseph had thrived under slavery, so did the Hebrew people. They multiplied even greater under the crucible of Pharaoh's cruelty. They were forced to build cities, but ended up occupying them with their numbers. Pharaoh, becoming more calloused and afraid, took his cruelty to a new level. He gathered the Hebrew midwives, those responsible for helping the Hebrew women with labor. While you are aiding them in labor, allow the girls to live 
but kill any baby boy you see, he said. Pharaoh would punish the midwives if they disobeyed. Luckily, the midwives feared God more than Pharaoh. They would not do as he commanded. When Pharaoh saw that the boys were still being born, he gathered the midwives and asked, Why have you disobeyed me? The midwives, with a quiet confidence of someone who knows they did the right thing, simply said, The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are strong and vigorous, and have their babies so quickly that we cannot get there in time. They lied. Yet God blessed them. Pharaoh, determined to give in to the darkness and pride gripping his heart, used his power to enact a law God would never forgive. Throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile, Pharaoh decreed. And soldiers scattered throughout the city, pulling screaming children from their mother's arms. The Nile had engulfed hundreds of babies. The screams of children, mothers and fathers, echoed throughout all Egypt. Pharaoh's brutality acted as a dark cloud shrouding over all the land. Tears and blood filled the streets, and the heart of Pharaoh grew darker and darker. Meanwhile, a Hebrew woman was concealing her baby boy for three months. She nursed him in secret, knowing that eventually he would be discovered. She wove a basket of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. With the diligence of Noah and his ark, she crafted a vessel of redemption for her son and sent him downstream towards the palaces. The baby boy's sister trailed the basket down the river, keeping close watch from afar as the basket traveled miles downstream. Soon, Pharaoh's daughter came to the riverbank to bathe. She and her attendants played in the water and relaxed in the sun. The princess saw a basket floating along and sent her maid to go fetch it. The princess peered into the basket to find a baby boy swaddled and crying. Pity overcame the princess, for she knew that the baby must have been Hebrew. She fell in love with him and was determined to care for him, but the baby needed a nurse. Suddenly, the baby's sister emerged from the reeds by the river. Excited, yet scared, she suggested that her mother could take care of the child until he was grown. The princess agreed. Thus the baby was raised by both his Hebrew biological mother and his Egyptian adopted mother. He would grow up in two worlds, never feeling fully part of one or the other. The princess looked upon her son and gave him the name Moses, for he was delivered out of the water. Moses, now a prince of Egypt, would soon realize what it truly means to be delivered. As the book of Exodus opens, the Hebrew nation has grown from Israel's family numbering 70 into a prosperous and thriving people scattered throughout the land of Egypt. It was just as God had promised Jacob, that his descendants would grow and be a great and mighty nation. And though living far from Canaan, now living in a foreign land, God did just as he promised. Israel was a mighty nation. But there's a new Pharaoh on the throne one who knows nothing about Joseph or what God did through Joseph, all he sees are the threats of the Hebrews, foreigners multiplying his kingdom and growing into very wealthy people. So fear seizes him, and he seizes the Hebrews, enslaving them and forcing them to work to build cities in his empire. But God's blessing remains upon his people, 
and their numbers increase all the more. So the Pharaoh realizes that if this continues in this way, the Hebrews will outnumber his people, and they could overtake his land by force. A deep, dark, evil, devilish evil creeps into the heart of this man, and he orders the mass slaughter of male Hebrew babies. He orders the midwives to perpetrate this heinous act, but they fear God more than they fear Pharaoh, so they choose to disobey the Pharaoh. These midwives certainly acted courageously. They feared God more than they feared man. So they did what they could to protect the lives of innocent babies. God, in turn, chose to bless them because they did the right thing, the godly thing. And the Hebrew population increased despite Pharaoh's order of infanticide. Now Pharaoh is really mad, enraged, in fact. So he enlists his army to tear babies from their mother's arms and throw them into the Nile. As the Egyptian soldiers tear through Hebrew homes, one mother conceives a plan to hide her boy and to save his life. She bravely places her baby in a basket and floats him down the great Nile River to be discovered by an Egyptian woman. She trusted God to protect her son and rescue him. And none other than Pharaoh's daughter discovers the child and has compassion on him. And God's faithfulness and trustworthiness does not stop there, of course. He provides for this child's mother to nurse her baby and to be with him until he's old enough to go to the palace. His adoptive mother names the boy Moses because she rescued him from the waters. Moses will be raised in two worlds, close to his biological family, a Hebrew, but protected by the Pharaoh's hand because his adoptive mother was herself an Egyptian princess. But it seems that he grows up really not fitting into either world. And yet God will work through Moses and use him, one of the mightiest men who ever lived, to rescue the enslaved Hebrews and take them to the land God had promised. Before he gets there, though, Moses will experience the sting of rejection in both his worlds, and it will send him on a journey far from Egypt and the suffering of his people till God shows up once again and changes his life forever. We'll learn more about that the next time. Dear God, we're often stunned by the evil and the wickedness of humanity. And in today's story, we have seen the worst kinds of evil that men are able to commit. And yet through it all, We see your protection, we see your provision, and your promises fulfilled. Lord, like the midwives, may we fear you more than we fear men. May we be courageous always in our faith and act in ways that please you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority in your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you know. By sharing this podcast, you can make a difference in their lives. And if you want more resources as to how to discover God's perfect plan and power for your life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. 
We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, I'm here to tell you about UpFaith and Family, the leading streaming service for uplifting entertainment. It's the only place to stream all seasons of the award-winning series Heartland with exclusive content you won't see anywhere else. Binge all of the past seasons and don't miss the season 17 of Heartland and stream a new episode weekly. Dive into the warmth of Heartland and let UpFaith and Family be your go-to service for all things uplifting. Start your free trial today. Go to UpFaithandFamily.com for your free trial. UpFaithandFamily.com.